Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, Buddy C. Welcome everyone. Got Marla, Kate, and Craig with us today. Got some good content today. We're going to be talking about the 17th chapter. When I was studying this this morning, uh, I, I, I just look, I wait until the morning of to look at it. And after I posted that it was about uh, leadership, I got to looking at it. I got to just thinking through it and meditating a little bit on it. And as we read this, I, I think it's about how to respond naturally to situations. There's a quote, and I'm going to put up my Dow. Here we go. All right. Look at this quote here. This is from the 23rd. It says, I know we're talking about the 17th, but it says, open yourself to the Tao, then trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. Okay. Trust your natural responses once you open yourself up. Open yourself to your higher power. You know all the things that we learn. Open yourself to the Tao. Trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. Yeah, intuition. Yeah, exactly, Marla, exactly. And I think that what we're talking about in the 17th is that, about leadership. And I know it's easy to get fixated on, like, what we think of as leadership, but I think our practical application is leadership as a parent with children, leadership as a teacher with students, leadership in our work, uh, family, all the ways that we have to be a leader every day Mm -hmm. and how this can apply to how we can better do that and how we can learn to to move naturally with that rather than move through a level of uh, control or with a level of expectation that we have to drop if we want to move naturally through this. So uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking on this. So let's just read it, and then we'll start with the commentaries and go from there. Um, the very highest, if barely known, then comes that which people know and love, then that which is feared, then that which is despised. Who does not trust enough will not be trusted. When actions are performed without unnecessary speech, people say, we did it. When the master governs, the people are hardly aware that he exists. Next best is a leader who loved, who is loved. Next, one who's feared. The worst is one who's despised. Mm. You don't trust the people. You make them untrustworthy. The master doesn't talk. He acts. When his work is done, the people say, amazing, we did it all by ourselves. Yeah. The best leaders are those the people hardly know exist. The next best is a leader who is loved and praised. Next comes the one who is feared. You see a level of control, how it it's getting more control with every level? Yeah. You know, uh, the worst one's a leader that's despised. If you don't trust the people, they will become untrustworthy. 
The best leaders value their words and use them sparingly. When she has accomplished her task, the people will say, amazing, we did it all by ourselves. And another example of that I've seen in other uh, Tao literature is a uh, midwife working with a woman giving birth. The midwife helps, but when it's over, she wants um, the mother to say, I did it myself. Not that someone else did this birth for me, you know, that, that we did this, you know. So um, that same kind of attitude, and, and it has a lot to do with learning to put trust in other people that you're, um, I would say governing, but the people that you're uh, responsible for, putting some trust there. Think of children, uh, yeah. how you put trust, give children trust and teach them how to do rather than uh, this very, you know, this heavy control, which doesn't really teach them how to, how to live once, you know, they're up and out from under your care. So, uh now the last one, when a master takes charge, hardly anybody notices. The next best leader is obeyed out of love. After that, there's a leader obeyed out of fear. The worst leader is one who's hated. Trust and respect people. That's how you earn their trust and respect. The masters don't give orders. They work with everybody else. When the job's done, people are amazed at what they accomplished. Okay, we'll stop share for a minute. Comments at this point? Yes, Craig. Wow, that's it. I'm I'm reading different things into that. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to relate this to recovery. Yes. And what I'm doing is I'm looking at the progression of my cycle into addiction. Um, I'm going from from being sober, which was somewhere that I loved, to being somewhere that I didn't want to be, and then I was finally being ruled by a master that I hated. Um, I was ruled by alcohol. I was I was ruled by my addiction, um, and that, that that's that's the despised leader that I'm seeing in that. Um, wow, that's good, Craig. I never saw that at all. Me neither. That's uh, outstanding. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's like the China, is it the Japanese that said you have a drink, the drink has a drink, then the drink has you. Then the drink has you, that's right. Yeah. The um the last part where it was talking about let me jump back to it. Uh the master takes charge, hardly anybody notices. Um I'm looking that I'm looking into that as in starting to find my sobriety again. Yeah. The master starts to take charge again. Um, hardly anybody notices, but I think we notice that as addicts um, and people in active recovery, um, the masses don't give orders, they work with everybody else. So that's just basically like working the steps, taking things as they naturally come. And when the, the job's done, people are amazed at what they accomplished. I'm amazed at what I accomplish every single day in sobriety. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking into that just... Just first off, I've actually read this chapter last week, and I kind of got confused about that. I couldn't really see where it was going, but just sitting having that explained in the four different things, it's just it's just kind of clicked that that's what I'm looking at as as a leader, something that's going to be guiding me and, and leading me through my life. And I, I know what master I want to follow at sobriety, definitely. You know, I like what you said too about the progression of alcohol. 
because that's the alcohol progression too. Mm-hmm. At first, it was just something for me that I just did when I wanted to, no big deal, take it or leave it. You know, it wasn't as big. I mean, I always wanted it, but I, you know, if I didn't get to drink, it's okay, you know, that kind of thing, you know. And it quickly went from that to something I loved to something that uh, I feared, then to something I hated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, That's great, Craig. Thank you. That's so insightful. Addiction. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I think I think if you if you if you read it backwards, it kind of shows you the cycle of recovery. Wow. Getting from the master that you despise, the one that you like, and then to the master that you the, the sage or the master that you love. I think there's I think there's a lot more to this chapter because it's it's such a small chapter, but I think there's just so much more in it if you read between the lines and try and take it away from our purpose, which is the Tao, and just incorporate it into what we're actually doing, which is recovery. I think this is where some of these verses actually come into their own, and there's so much more content than we actually think. To, yeah, in this room, I think Lao Tzu wrote this, It's what, what I'm reading, he wrote this um, for actual leaders of war. Um, so when I read this chapter, of course, I think about what's going on in the world and with our leaders and non-leaders and but relating it back to recovery that's like a perfect analogy well last last week i had the same i had the same perception of it last week was looking at it as in governance how how can our leaders how can i how can our leaders govern our people but how can our how can our sobriety how can our addictions govern us as individuals i think this into that we can take one and it's actually there yeah and it also you, you know, thinking about it like that, your higher power and how your, as your program changes, how your um, attitude towards your higher power changes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Huh. Which it sort of has to do to evolve your recovery. Well, how many people come in the program hating God? Oh, absolutely. No trust in God, no belief, nothing. It was, you know, not not even a thought. And I couldn't understand what I had to glom onto to to make a higher power. It took a long time to get to that, you know. What do you think we are? I think uh, just personal evaluation, I'm somewhere between fear and love. I'm definitely not to doing things naturally like, the first stanza would be, you know, yeah. like I'm definitely not there. I'm somewhere between fear and love. I think, I think we're all somewhere between hate, fear, love, and, uh, <laughs> you know, just naturally doing what's next you know, the next right thing. Right. That's what we're, that's the way it said, you know? Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the same place because at the moment I'm kind of struggling with, um, with things that I cannot, things I cannot change. Yeah. And I'm accepting my higher powers, put something, in, in place for me to start to start walking um, but I'm kind of struggling with the fact that my higher power is not doing the same for other people um, and mm. I, it, it's really difficult watching other people struggle knowing that I'm on a, I'm on a path that's been put out before me um, I just wish there was more, more people that could that could see that path and join me, join me in their, their journey um, it's difficult watching people struggle and it doesn't help knowing what's right you know it's, it doesn't help knowing that 
what they do is between them and their higher power. And it's, you know, you can only show what you've done. You know that, but yeah. still you take that concern, you know, and that care, you know, and, and part of that trust that we have to put into our higher power is letting those people go too, you know, yeah. and, and trusting that God's going to work out what they need. just <laughs> like he worked out what you need. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I had that thought this morning as well. I thought, you know, how, how can you how can you have this in store for me and, and not for them as well? And the answer came back was you, you found it. They need to find it as well. Yes, exactly. It comes back to the whole conversation. We can't fix people. And every step's on the path, right? Absolutely, yeah. 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 So they're not misstepping, even though it may appear to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that, that insight that you're so em- empathetic and compassionate is that's also a stepping stone of your recovery. You probably when you're involved in your alcoholic behavior, you probably didn't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah. How's I was, that? I was fine. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Tell about me or what you can do for me. Absolutely. <laughs> when can I get my next fix? <laughs> if it's not about me, then I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> 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 We laugh about this, but it's so true. <laughs> it's very self-centered. Craig, that's incredible. I think we could just stop right here. <laughs> yeah, that was that's really incredible. Good. I mean, really, uh, that's. Uh, I think you put a nail in that one. Uh, <laughs> I want to go through some of the commentaries. Maybe we can pick up something else out of this uh, that we can apply, but that's definitely the – and I was going to ask you guys, I had down to ask you all at the end – what the what the um, recovery application was if we hadn't covered it during the uh, during the meeting. So we we have covered it because that's uh, that's definitely the alcohol progression. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stephen Mitchell for uh, that's the second uh, translation. His notes on the seventeenth. It's re- as relevant to child rearing as to government. The master doesn't talk, he acts. His words are in perfect harmony with his actions. He is always genuine. He is always genuine. He acts, he doesn't talk. All right. Um, Derek Lynn, he's got a couple of things that are good. He says that the uh, original Chinese is not gender specific. So referring to a ruler can be he or she either one so you know you see some of these translated she and some as he but he says all of them could be he or she there's nothing there's nothing gender specific in any of this the ideal way to govern is in unhurried manner where rulers are bound by their words and therefore never speak lightly do not think of ruling in the literal sense of leading a nation Look at your own life and note all the circumstances where leadership plays a role. Most of us will at some point be called upon to play a leading role in social settings, community activities, or at the workplace. The Tao of leadership remains constant in any context. Whether you find yourself having to deal with children, neighbors, or coworkers, you will find the distinctions in this chapter a useful guide. Yeah, I can see that. 
Now I've got Wayne Dyers, and I'll I'll share the screen for him. This is almost you know talking about us as a leader. How do we be? Yes, able to? yes, exactly. And uh, I think it's all. You know, we we've all got things right now, especially that we're not happy with with our uh, in the U.S. with uh, uh, our governing situation. So, um, you know, it's easy just to fixate on that, which is the first thing I thought about too, Marla. And uh, because there's things about that I'm I'm unhappy with as well. But uh, uh, I think if the practical application is not that because we can't change that. You know, right. uh, not, well, not yet. Well, we can vote next, what? Yeah, don't forget the when vote. When is it, November 8th? 6th. it. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, November 6th. But uh, that was on purpose, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh, this is really more about us, you know, how we how can apply to our lives. Yeah. You know, I like this, that when a leader trusts no one, no one trusts him. No, that's it. Works like that, you know. My husband is somebody who doesn't trust anybody. Although he's well, not right. It, uh, but it, it is reflected, you know. And I'm just yeah. going to read a few highlighted portions because he was pretty long in this uh, his commentary on this one. And we can, if y'all had anything else that spoke to you in this, let me know. We'll talk about it too. Um, means of changing how we see authority which means viewing great or enlightened leaders as those who don't actually lead anymore. Through the perspective of the dial, such individuals create an environment where everyone feels that they have a personal responsibility to and a part of the process. By adopting this model of an enlightened leader, you'll be more likely to alter the ways you criticize and admire captains of industry, government, or religion, as well as the way you guide others. Substituting the words parent or teacher or leader is a good way to look at this as well. First, you must stay in the background and become an uh, astute observer of what's taking place. Then ask yourself how, without interfering, you can create an environment that will help everyone act responsibly. How many times have we heard that? Um. It's just, you know, reading it in a different way. Isn't that about um, being supportive of others and letting them thrive in their own environment? Yes. Let, letting folks do what comes natural with the right attitudes and right motives, of course. Yeah. But, but you know, just uh, getting out of their way, really. You know, um, be that uh, passerby is part of that. Not having to put our control on everything, mm-hmm. you know giving people room to grow and room to uh, be themselves. That's great. That That's huge with children. You know, not have, you know, I have my daughter, she was a, she would study the way she wanted to study. And when she was in high school, she would get mad if you asked her if she had her homework done. Of course I have my homework done. It's homework. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, I have it done. What do you think I am? You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, she, you know, if you tried to say, okay, well, what do you do? You know, you just stayed out of it and gave her space. And she, you know, that was, and everyone's a little different, you know, with that. Um, but uh, the Dow advises making yourself as invisible as possible. If you truly wish to be an effective leader. 
Truly inspiring leaders get results by their own example. They encourage others to be responsible and do the right thing, but not by proclaiming and bragging about their unimpeachable management. Dow offers three ways of choosing to be a leader. One option is to make a difference in the lives of others, resolving conflicts through love. By being an instrument of love and making an effort to praise others, this leader stays in harmony with the Tao. That's the first one. Uh, ineffectiveness of, uh, the ineffectiveness of fear as a leader style is obvious. It can be, it can get you to do, uh, if I can get you to do as I desire by using that weapon, then you'll only behave in these ways as long as I have the power to threaten you. When I leave, my influence over you departs as well. Studies, uh, this is the part I really want to read about this. I thought this was interesting. Studies have measured the effectiveness of teachers who've considered, who were considered strict disciplinarians. Students in this setting were well-behaved when the 17th verse feared individual was in the room. Yet, when he or she departed, the classroom turned chaotic. The opposite was true for instructors who viewed education as an opportunity to praise and encourage students. Their presence or absence from the room had almost no noticeable impact. This is a great thing to keep in mind if you're a mother or father. That is, do you want your children to behave only when you're around, or do you want them to have the self-discipline to conduct themselves wisely whether you're there or not? I've always believed that parents are not for leaning upon, but rather exist to make leaning unnecessary. Hey, Craig, what do you have to comment on that about your uh, martial arts? Uh, well, you want your children to behave themselves. So, yeah. yeah, so, that, but yeah, I mean, you're 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 enabling them rather than putting a thumb on them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you, you give them the tools, and you have to teach them to use them. Yeah, um, and they have to find their own way of using the tools. I mean, I I, I can do a kick in a certain way, um, but I have to appreciate that they're not me, and they can't do the exact same as I can. They have to be able to do the the thing in, in their own way, as long as it's effective as 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 what they're, they're looking to get out of it. Um, yeah, let let them let them do what they need to do to to develop and turn into their own individuals, as long as they're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, and my way. the least effective means of managing others is to use tactics that will encourage them to despise you for the moment they leave your sight they'll defy all that you say and stand for dictators fall into that category of course the enlightened leader trusts those whom he or she uh, is in a position to govern this view results in trust as he or she who has faith in the people will be trusted by them in turn. Consequently, they'll be able to say, we did it ourselves. So raise your children to be self-sufficient, to make their own decisions as soon as they're able, and to feel pride in the decisions they do make. See yourself as an enlightened leader and show the world a new type of leadership. Children who grow Children who grow up with such a view will be the next generation of great leaders that Lao Tzu describes. 
instead of believing that you know what's best for others, <laughs> trust that they know what's best for themselves. <laughs> Man, I fall into that. I used to fall into it a lot more often than I do. Now I still fall into that. But I believe I know what's best for you. And what's the uh, quote from uh, the big book quote from the acceptance 417, 418 talks about that if uh, uh, that I don't know what's best for you, I don't even know what's best for me. Right. You know, right. Trust yourself to give the best response by not seeing yourself as knowing what's right. Remember this phrase from the Tao Te Ching, when a leader trusts no one, no one trusts him. The surest way to gain the faith of those you govern or supervise is to allow them to make as many decisions as possible. Trust yourself to give the best response by not seeing yourself as knowing what's right. Hmm. Hmm. Take pride in refusing to take credit for the achievement of others. If you look at others' accomplishments as a reason for you to be rewarded, promoted, or complimented, change your viewpoint. Let praise be to those who are the beneficiaries of your leadership. Speak less frequently and suspend your self-interest. Instead, allow everyone in your care to speak for themselves. Change how you see their performance from being a credit to your skill to the thrill they exhibit over their accomplishment. You'll cease wanting credit and alternatively feel the happiness and pride that they're experiencing. And he gives an example of that from a Hafiz um, <laughs> poem. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. Love those you're entrusted to lead just as the sun loves our planet. Simply be there to serve, never demanding anything in return. Now, the action that he has for this uh, uh, chapter. Choose some situations with your children or anyone you've been designated to supervise to become an act active observer. Nod, smile, frown, or gesture without saying a thing where you previously would have readily interfered. Notice how your active observing impacts those you've been assigned to lead. Active observing. Be like the sun. Sun never demanding anything in return. So I'm thinking about this. So I've been, I'm working at a treatment center now. And I am guiding these, uh, these addicts. I have 16 addicts that I am leading in groups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of need to be guiding them. Because a lot of them have no idea about what they're doing. I mean, I understand at the same time, they are the ones that need to be doing it because they're not going to be in treatment for more than 28 days at most. And they're going to be the ones needing to go do their recovery afterwards. So I understand that part of letting them make their decisions and stuff. But they do need... I mean, they're asking for a lot of guidance all the time. How would this apply to that? Be a guider. Yeah. 
and the way that you act in the world and being being a, an example of how you do your recovery and how you share in sharing your experience with them as well. Be the guider, but let them figure it out themselves. You know, you tell them what, what works for you and give them the tools that they need and then see if they take them or not. You take what you want out of this program anyways, you know? Greg, you have, you, you put a comment up. You have something with that? Yeah, just, um, uh, I was talking about leaders, um, when the, the lead, then when the leader doesn't trust, then the, tr- the, the, um, he doesn't get trust in return. Um, so again, I, I, Originally, I was thinking about this with governance, but just what Kate was saying there about the, the people in um, addiction. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't, I couldn't trust myself when I was in active addiction. Um, so, who would who in return would trust me? Who would who would trust me to go down the shopping? You know, forget all the shopping apart from a case of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think working with the I think working with the young people and giving them giving them that that scope to. Uh, develop and mature um, into their own beings. I, I think we also need to instill a bit of trust in themselves as well um, and show them the importance of the self-discipline. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher and um, I don't proclaim to have all of the knowledge in the world, but I can I know more than they know. That's how that's at least how I see it. At least I know more than they know. Um, I, I'll guide them into a safe pose, and they'll take whatever they want from it and get what they want from it. And you just and, and praise them for doing just that and not being a perf- not being perfect at it, but just attempting is even something to praise and you know. Kate, it looks like to me that you would have uh, more control at first, and it would kind of be less as they got closer to their 28 days, you know, as they learned. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I I know, I don't know what kind of training they give you in that aspect of, you know, because that's a hard thing to train, really, you know. Right. So... I would I would just remind my higher power that I was powerless over this and try to be very sensitive about, you know, it's another way to be, another thing to be powerless over. You it know? is. You are yeah. powerless. You know, truly you are. You don't know what's best for them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know what they need, so you can't even take the responsibility for that, really. All you can do is share, even in that scope, I would think that, you would just share your experience, strength, and hope, and try to be sensitive to do what's best for them, not what's best for you. you yeah. Know? Because uh, sometimes that may not be the same thing, you know. So um, that that's the way I would approach it if it were me. Um, and I would just try to be very spiritually fit to, to be in tune as much, more so than normal, you know, yeah. just, you know, just to try to be aware so that you could respond out of love rather than respond out of, well, this is the rule or this is what you do or this is, you know, so, you know, if I always put myself in their shoes, say, okay, what's best for them? Then a lot of times I'll react the right way. Then, you know, 
then out of a fear control, those other levels of, mm-hmm. of management, you know? Right. But that's a learning for you. That's a good school for you because that, that can apply to everything you do, you know, not right. just not just that. I mean, every decision you make in life, if you can learn to be more sensitive, I, I like using part of my meditation. Uh, I know this is, this is about the Tao, but part of my daily meditation, I use uh, the message version of Romans 12. And it talks about offering the moment up as an offering. God changes you from the inside out. Then when you see God doing something, you respond to it. So that whole thing is that, you know, is is learning how for me to surrender the moment and just wait. And when I see the right response, respond rather than react. So um, that's a great learning for you because – Cause you've got to be concerned, but yet unattached, but yet unattached because, you know, some of them will recover and some won't, you know, right. some will be back multiple times and have already been back multiple times. Yeah. I'm sure we all have this path and we have to, you know, be aware of that the whole time, you know, and uh, that we can't change or control. We can only show what, what's happened with us, you know? Anyone got any more comments on that? That's a tough one. No? No, that one's got to sink in a little bit. Yeah. Let us know how that goes, Kate, because... Yeah, I will. Because that's a, that's a hard one, you know, because, you know, and also, too, you know, when you think about it, I'm going to share my screen again. Back to what Craig was saying, all of us, including all those folks, are on some level here of this. They're either in fear where they despise everybody, you know, hate, mm-hmm. this hate where they despise, or now they're in fear, or they're in fear, or they're in some level of, they're starting to see love and care and understanding, and some level of letting go entirely, you know, we're all in all these phases in different parts of our life, you know, so, uh, that's, I'm glad you brought that out, Craig, I'm glad you're here today, that's good. Yeah, I'd never even seen that. Yeah. But that definitely applies. I bet you see you see a lot of people on this number four, on this despised. And yeah. I remember seeing them coming in the program. I see them come in. They're just full of hate. Yeah. We have one guy local. You, know, you don't know how to you – know, you don't use last names, so you have ways to describe people, right? So uh, at first he was uh, angry, Joey. I've told him this, so – and I'm thinking about figure it out. He was angry, Joey, at first. Joey, yeah, angry. Oh, yeah, I know angry, Joey. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been sober now, gosh, 11 years, 12 years. Now he's nurse, Joey. He's a he's a nurse. So now it's nurse, Joey, instead wow. of angry, Joey. Um, I told him, I said, your name's changed. He said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, uh, you went from being angry, Joey, to nurse, Joey. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> He didn't know that you guys called him Angry Joey? No, because, I mean, nobody knows what you call, you know, I, I'm sure they might have called me asshole buddy at first or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they may still call me that. I don't know. But, um, 
but, you know, we all have these names because, every, you know, all you've got is a first name. So, but which one, you know, and so uh, it was funny, but his changed. <laughs> he was so angry when he came in. I mean, he was just every time he shared, rah, 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 you know, and uh, so. Uh, and that's what we hope for is to uh, change. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this is. This is yeah. that change, you know. All about that, it. That progression. Hmm. Evolution. Yeah. Enlightenment. I wonder if, you know, something else with that, too, do we still, what areas of our life do we still have that we're in this hate and, or maybe we're out of hate in most areas of our life. Maybe we're in fear in a particular area or two that we haven't moved from fear to love in. Definitely got some fear. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we know what to do about it if we just do it. Uh, I had to do it yesterday. I had some fear yesterday, and I had to ask God to remove it. You know, page 84 in the big book, ask God to remove it. I told somebody about it. It wasn't a men to make, but then I started praying for someone I knew that had a similar fear. So um, we know what to do if we'll just do it. Hmm, That's good. Mm -hmm. That's all I have. That's pretty pretty a lot. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all brought it today. It was pretty big. Yeah. Well, yeah. now that we're being recorded, we really got to up our game. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the, the recording is, uh, the podcast is good, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep it, keep it the same. You know, yeah, I, I think it it's, I think it's just speaking to us, you know, and if it's speaking to us, it'll speak to other folks. Yeah. You know, that's uh, but that's good. that's good. Any other comments on this? Let me see if Ev's got anything. She came in. Ev, do you have anything there? Hey, sorry. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi. Sorry, the reason why I don't have my, um, what's going on with me, is that okay if I, like, share something about what's, what's, sure. what's up right now? Sure. Okay. Um, what's going on with me is um, I have this, like, my my first front tooth god my first front tooth had this like dental problem and stuff so i have to had to have it um removed mm. i've been walking around like a jack-o'-lantern oh yeah and they gave me like a, a dental mask that i could wear but i'm too embarrassed to like show my face in public so i've been like in isolation mode like and um and yeah, yeah, it's so, halloween you should <laughs> I, it's a perfect i know my timing is awesome <laughs> like, like, factual, like so yeah so i'm like Look like a jack lantern um, with this like dental mask, and I can't wait to get back into the dentist to like get this thing all figured out so I can get back to humanity. But anyway, um, what was really resonating for me, and thank you everyone for your for your shares because it's really I'm really grateful to um, be able to pop in and like hear all this stuff. Um, what's really been on my mind has been. <laughs> And, you know, how can I say this? But um, I'll just say what's on my heart. Um, I feel like God has 
like <laughs> created this experience for me to really feel surrender and like there's nothing it's out of my control there's nothing i can do about this situation and it's really teaching me a lot and um and i was like speaking to my sponsor and stuff about this and like i'm really working through another set of steps and answering all the questions and like going through it and like the book and all of it and um it's really been causing me to realize that you know i have like no makeup on my face and like whatever here i am um without a tooth and stuff but you know maybe maybe that's enough and i can still i can still show up and i can still be um be willing to let go you know like really get to that place of um it's what it is and um sometimes we can't cover up anything you know anyway I've, I've been feeling like a really huge sense of like that whole surrender thing that's really what's on my heart and I'm, i really appreciate the, the reading and stuff i'm, I'm new to the whole deo chow thing <laughs> So I don't really know, but um, but I'm trying. <laughs> well, Eb, it's all about letting go. It's all about learning that acceptance. It's all about that things are as they should be. Every step is on the path. And in, in the Buddhist regard, um, that our problem is because we're holding on to things and attachment. And we've got to let go of these things. Uh, and as soon as we let go and do the next right thing, like we learn in recovery, then things fall into place for us. And we can we can either, we're going to go one way or the other. We can either go kicking and screaming, or we can go at ease. So that's our two choices. We're going to go. <laughs> you know? That is the truth. Well, we are going to go. It's just... <laughs> Do we go in a happy way? Do we go smiling or crying, you know? <laughs> Which is it, you know? And I want to go smiling. Me too. And that's what this is about, isn't it, guys? Isn't it more or less? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Being, trying to be happy, trying yeah. to make it in the world in, in a happy, contented way. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Uh, well, good, Ev. Keep at it. I just had a – I got a text while we were talking. It was a sponsee, page 84 – he had a fear and he was letting me know, <laughs> you know, just telling somebody, you know, and we've got some tools to use. In other words, if, uh, and whatever tools speak to us instead of, you know, going back within, let's use those tools. And, uh, I, for me, when I use them, my life's better, my life's better. So. Indeed. There Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyone else uh, have anything before we close? I'll just add just quickly with Evs with the surrender. Um, the, the surrender has to be total. It has to be has to be complete. There can't be any reservations on it. Um, it can't be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. But sometimes it is. That has to be said. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the option when I got married. The priest said, <laughs> you take this woman to be your wife on a Monday wedding. I didn't really know there was that option. It's a, it's a daily thing. It has to, it has to be. Um, 
Good analogy, Craig. Yeah. I live away from Seattle that week, but you are set for the day, though, Craig. Is that that Scottish humor? Is that Scottish humor? Is that what that? Is? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's complete. There's no no reservations. That that's that's the path that we're on, and we have to we have to accept it. Um, I think we accepted it for our addiction for far too long. Um, I think the surrender is us fighting back. Yeah. And I think for me, I don't think I'm surrendered. I'm, for sure, I don't believe I'm surrendered 100%, but my intention is to be. Yeah. And I think that's what it has to be, is that we have to say, okay, to our higher power, I'm yours, period. Work your. I, I remember when I prayed a prayer that scared me. You ever pray something? Wish you could take it back. I, I prayed one day. I said, "God, work your will in my life, regardless of what it takes." Now that that surrender for me, Craig, that prayer is surrender. That doesn't mean I do everything perfect. It just means that I want to be willing to do everything. You know that I'm not holding any part of my life back, and. uh for me, that's it's exactly right, Craig. You cannot. For me, I could not hold back anything. I had to be one hundred percent in. Doesn't mean that I did everything one hundred percent right. It just means that I wanted to be. I guess and it's hard to explain. It really is. Surrender is a, a tough thing. So we could make a whole big mountain out of it, but it doesn't have to be. You know, it's just for me. It was that prayer. Was God working well in my life regardless of what it takes? Whatever it takes, do it. And once I was able to pray that prayer, um, you know, that was a that was a game changer for me in, in the area of surrender, step one, all that stuff. It's really got to go into your heart. You know, yeah. pray like that. It's, it's got to be in your heart. I can say the words, but, I, you know, I gotta, I'm, I'm kind of where you are. I'm half I don't want to say half surrendered, mostly surrendered, but not all the way. It's not sinking into the heart yet, but I'm willing to work towards that. That's my intention. That's what it takes, Mark. Could take a couple lifetimes. Guys, great meeting. Anything else before we close? All right. Y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.